Welcome to Being the That. I'm your host, Dr. Stacy. Each week, I invite a guest or guest to share their stories of being black, brown, red, or yellow in white spaces. Today's topic, guess what, y'all? It's been a whole 365 days since we launched Being the Dot. Wow. Cue the applause. Clap, 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 clap. I cannot believe what the journey has been. Like what I've learned, how I've healed and been inspired, but also have been challenged by you and by all of the guest daughters who have graced the stage, proverbial stage, if you will, in this last year. It's been something. You know, when I originally thought about doing a podcast, I really reflected on my own experiences in white spaces, in places where I play and pray and work, and etc. That what it had been like for me and the ways that I have not just survived, but thrived. And I really wanted to bring something to you all that was encouraging, that talked about the challenges so that you would feel less isolated and alone with them and have a place where people are telling their story, but telling your story as well, but also a space where we could talk about strategy and solutions and coping. And I just had my fingers crossed that somebody would listen, like just somebody, and that maybe it would be downloaded. Um, And 40 episodes later, we have close to 6,000 downloads of the podcast. Whoa, that is freaking amazing. And I can't even believe it myself as I was putting together my thoughts this morning about what I wanted to share on this one year anniversary. It has been difficult for me to not, I felt like I wanted to cry and I I did a time or two, but that's, that's okay. And just of how grateful I am for the people who've agreed to be on the podcast, for the team that has surrounded me to make this go, and we'll talk about them a little later, as well as all of you who have listened, liked, shared, subscribed, written a review that I feel so blessed and so fortunate um, that you have taken this journey with me. So I have to tell you, Some of the episodes that I've been most impacted by have been those episodes that included young people as well as our elders. And so our elders like Earl Shipp, who was a former CEO, or Dr. Harper, or Dr. Cheatham, or Miss Love, that um, along with our young people of Carly, our sharp scientist, who is going to be on Nat Geo, uh, as well as the college students, and then some former students of mine as well. Mimi and James, that I have found the common a commonality in their stories of tenacity, 
hope, and determination. And and then I have been, and I hope you have been inspired by them as well. So not only do I have the privilege of being the host of the podcast, I also am the producer as well. I think one would call that role. And what I mean by that is the ideas for the podcast often come out of my head. And as I'm planning and inviting guests and thinking about things that would be useful for for my listeners, that I oftentimes have notions about which episode is going to do really well and what may or may not be resonant for um, for our listeners. And I just want to tell y'all that I have been wrong in most of the instances, not all of them, but most of them, and pleasantly surprised about the things that have resonated with you when I wasn't sure that that would be the case. And I will tell you that the the top five or six episodes, um, the most downloaded, I wouldn't even encourage you to go back and listen, are some of the ones that are most from the early days, but some of those that have been recorded and released uh, in the last two or three weeks. The top five, what do you think the top five is? You can put that in the comments if you get it in a moment. Just think about it. Is it this? Is it that? Or what's even been your favorite episode of something that I'm interested in knowing? But I'm going to tell you what the top five, six are. Uh, The Angry Black Man far exceeds the downloads of every other episode out there that we have. Um, being black and white friend groups, Dr. Lakeisha Meyer, which was recently um, released and published in the last in, in in the last two or three weeks, Mr. Ship, one of the first three episodes of C-Suite Travels, the CEO um, and the former vice president, retired vice president at Dow Chemical, Black and Republican. Yep, that one has been um, very much downloaded. Finding your voice from our young. Um, gifted and Black uh, guest daughter, uh, Carly Jackson, uh, who has started her own organization uh, with a group of other uh, Black women science, chalk scientists, and will be featured on Nat Geo here recently for different episodes. And then the other one was the premiere from season two, which is transracial adoption. And so from 400 to 200 to Uh, 175 downloads at each of these episodes have really been some of the most popular among our listenership. And I'm curious from you about what you would like to hear as well. You can write me at beingthedot at gmail.com to let me know what you think about the podcast, but also anything that you want to know more about or learn more about. One of the other things that has been really meaningful for me is how our guest daughters have trusted me with their trauma. Whether it was Dr. Susie Lopez who talked about treating patients um, in the hospital with COVID or people sharing in those very first um, times of the podcast about their reaction to George Floyd or people talking about the day after um, a major watershed incident in the country and what it's like to re-enter white spaces or our college students. One of the best answers around trauma came from Sydney, 
who is a student at University of Alabama, Birmingham. And she said, my trauma really encouraged me to start changing the narrative of Black students coming into college. My impact might be small, but it's exponentially growing. And I just love that so much because again, it is, it's what I said earlier that those young people along with our elders really have so much hope for making the world a better place. And that is pretty wonderful and inspirational and encouraging to me in the midst of what I am dealing with on almost everyday basis in white spaces. And I hope that the same is true for you. One of the other neat things that has happened in this last year is that you have taken me into the room where it happened, which is great. And whether that is Dr. Fuller taking us into the room of the FDA Advisory Committee for the COVID vaccine or uh, Clemmy Perry taking us on the golf course or uh, Dr. Lanham taking us bird watching or us uh, going in with eternity where they were doing yoga or Mr. Ship in the C-suite, that being able to get a glimpse into all the places and spaces that Black and brown people are thriving and excelling has been fantastic and really amazing. Um, And so being able to share that, especially when you are, when they have been in rare air. And I know that there are others of you who that is the case as well. And I'm hoping that, that their stories were resonant for you. So one of my favorite questions that I ask every guest over this last year, gotten different types of reactions. Some people have loved it. Other people have found it to be overly challenged. And then there have been some folks who really disliked it. I mean, like, really, like, you want me to coach white people? But I thought, you know, we're having a in intra-group conversation that it would be interesting for us to um, share that. And in the next month or so, before we end season two, we will publish an episode or episodes, it may be a two-parter, that shares the answers and the wisdom from that group. And so um, what I know is that not all of our listeners are people of color because people tell me that, that they listen to it. And so I think it's an opportunity to be able to share with a white platform and our white allies what they might be able to gain um, from by listening to the podcast, but more importantly, what they can do to do something different, to make the world more anti-racist. The interesting piece is I've analyzed some of the data around this and what I've come to know and to learn that the biggest theme around this is that black and brown people want white people to do their own work, to do the work that they need to do both intrapersonally with themselves and interpersonally among their peers to make things different, to use their power and influence to shift things and to be more anti-racist and um, and to not fall prey to white backlash um, in the midst of um, anti-racist efforts moving forward. And so those the answers to those questions have been really, really, really meaningful and rich as well. And so that's pretty fantastic. You know, when I started the podcast, I'd said that I 
was hoping that the podcast would be less. I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain and that it would be more, we gonna be all right. Let me tell you now, we gonna be all right. And we've gotten some great advice from some of our guest daughters that I want to share with you before I talk a little bit more about my own reflections. And um, so here we go. And this is Dr. Christina Edmondson, and she is one of the hosts of the Truth's Table podcast. And she talks about what it means to preserve your own life. Um, And she is also a preacher and consultant to people around diversity and churches. And she says, she's talking about the sixth commandment, which is thou should not kill. And she says, one of the ways that I think about being black and white churches is that the sixth commandment says thou should not kill. And that's an appreciative element that you should preserve life, value life and build it. And so I thought that was really, really interesting as we think about self-care and ways that we can take care of ourselves in white environments, this notion of thou should not kill. And that means your own self. Um, One of my former students, James, shares his success and failures on our networking episode. And he says something that I think is he's one of probably would be in that young, gifted and black category, which is an episode that is actually coming up um, on the podcast. And he says, the road might be tougher for me because I'm a black man, but I have the capacity to work hard and nobody is going to stop me. I'm not going to let whatever feelings you have towards me get in the way of my success. Go ahead on, young brother. I love it. You keep talking your talk and not letting things get in the way of you. Now, a couple of times over this last year, I've taken the opportunity to talk with other therapists. And Michelle Richards uh, was a therapist I talked about um, coping with, along with Dr. Shanda Corbett. And um, and she talks some about coping and she's a school psychologist and a marriage and family therapist in Atlanta. And what she says is we've learned to cope and the expectation we put on our children is by virtue of who I am. You should know how to deal with this, but it's not instinctive. We have to openly have conversations about being in white spaces with ourselves and with our children. Mr. Earl Ship, the former business leader and executive and innovative thinker, says when he talks about C-suite traveling, he says, part of it is the visibility. In many cases, we're doing an equal or better job, but nobody knows. He says, take appropriate credit and get your visibility for your contribution to the whole effort. And one of the things that he talked about just real quick was that this notion of putting your name on your work because you never know where it would land. One of our other elders, Dr. Worcester Harper, talks some about the importance of uh, building a long-term trajectory in white spaces. And she said, you know, part of what she was going to talk a lot about is really us limiting ourselves external of the system of racism. And she said, it's important for you to interrogate yourself in an honest, quiet way. What's reserved for you? What kinds of careers, jobs, and aspirations are reserved for you? 
all the negative residues of racism from that, I've had to decide what and what was not reserved for me. And that this maintains the system of what is so unhealthy for people of color. And so she is like, just be honest with yourself and go after what you want to go after if you want to go after it and don't get caught in you don't deserve it or you are not able or you haven't paid your dues. Just go after it was her notion. So I have a few things that I'd like to share with you about what I know and what I've learned from this last year from you and to encourage you to thrive and not just survive. I mean, survival is important, like it's necessary, but not sufficient. And I am hoping that as you listen to the podcast, that it's helping you to thrive. So my first thought is, hold on, oh soldier, that I just really want to encourage you to hold on. It's been a rough year between July 5th of 2020 and July 5th of 2021. But you hold on, old soldier, that there's movement in our movement. There's movement in our cause and our cause is a worthy one. And I know that, you know, we're trying to figure out whether this racial reckoning that the country is going through is purely performative and will there be any sustainable changes. I know that there have been things that have been necessary, but not sufficient, like um, some police reform and um, the charging of police and um, some law enforcement being found guilty for their actions towards um, black and brown people, and even the election and um, the making Juneteenth a holiday, that all of those things are necessary and movement and not sufficient in and of themselves to dismantle the system of racism and or to build a new anti-racist system. But they are moving us, they're building blocks on the way to building a new system in our country. So hold on to hope that change is coming in small ways and that those small changes will eventually lead, it is my hope and prayer, um, to some type of incremental exponential change. Kind of like what Sydney said, exponential growth. I also just want to note that it is difficult and hard oftentimes to be as a person of color, a BIPOC person in white spaces. And it's okay to acknowledge that. And if you need help, get it. And so whether you have to find your folk in order to support you, to help you to thrive, or go to a therapist, please, please, go to a therapist. And if you need help finding a therapist in your area, therapyforblackgirls.com is a podcast, but also um, they have a therapist directory of great black therapists all over, black and brown therapists all over the country. Take medication if that's what you need to do 
Don't forget to lean on your faith identity. But the bottom line is, if you need help, get help. And you can do this. Don't forget to thrive. That you've been thriving in all kinds of spaces and places up to this point. And so you ought to continue to thrive, even when it's hard and or difficult. So don't forget to thrive. T for together. H for helping. R for reach. I for individuals. V for victories. E for every day. T-H-R-I-V-E. Don't forget to thrive. We are in this together. We can build a community together. We have built a community together and together we can do it. I want to thank the podcast team for the work that they have done to make the podcast successful. Amanda Gillette, who has been our Cracker Jack social media manager, Dr. Heather Lang, Caroline Bone, and Nikki Anderson for their work with taping. Every single one of the guests who have been on the podcast up to this point. I'm looking forward to next year and um, and celebrating the second year with you going into our second year. I will tell you that we got some exciting things coming forward. You can look for some emails about what's happening if you're on our email list. And if you aren't, make sure you go to beingthedot.com and get on that uh, email list so you can get the information early. Uh, from us about what's happening. We will be launching a YouTube channel uh, before the end of the summer. So you can look for that as well. And some really great new content for you again. Thank you so much for all you've done to make us successful for listening, for taking the journey with, with us. And uh, I appreciate it. And I'm honored. And I got through this without crying, which is awesome. I appreciate and love you all. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Nikki Anderson. Special thanks to our interns, Amanda Gillette, and other contributors. Our music is provided by Jaffa. Being the Dot is sponsored by davidsdeliciousdelights.com. davidsdeliciousdelights.com. Custom-made, personalized cakes, pies, cookies, and pastries made with a dash of Southern Flair. Visit davidsdeliciousdelights.com and use the coupon code being the dot for 20% off orders of $34.99 or more. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.